tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Da, 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 da. Ah, this theme song's so good. Welcome, everybody, to the League After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We are recapping this episode called The Last Temptation of Andre. So you know this is going to be a fun one about Andre. Andre <laughs> yes. Nozick. I am George Hermosa. I am joined by Phil Svitek. Yes, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We And uh, no, no Steve Kaufman tonight. No Steve Kaufman, no Mr. Uh, female, because I'm, you know... Those were fun days. <laughs> George scared all the girls away. Appar- so now apparently, last season I had two girls, two drunk girls, to be honest with you. They're gone. Uh, started off with Christina Kaplan and then uh, Danica Kennedy. They're gone. So something, something I'm doing apparently, but whatever. Hopefully you're not pulling a Kevin. Probably. It wouldn't surprise me. I, do I like- don't think if we can joke about that, actually, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're too little, too PC, but... Uh, of course, uh, this one I, I this episode I did like. I liked it a lot better than last week. I know last week uh, we kind of all agree that yeah, we all agree that it wasn't one of their best episodes. But obviously, Ruxin's back, so he definitely added a little bit flair and spice and pizzazz to this episode. The Last Temptation of Andre. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of answered one of my questions too, because I remember in episode one of the season uh, they referred to the eighth. Uh, member of the team or of the league as you know they're going to decide everything from co- from a coin. And I remember thinking to myself, we haven't heard much about the coin until now, where they kind of reference in the beginning of the episode where the coin's pretty much beating. I didn't think they didn't say what place it's in, I guess, but beating a lot of people just based on a flip of a coin. So Pete tries to implement this ideology, I guess you can say, by flipping of a coin. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and it seems to be working out for him. Uh, You know, we kind of skipped over how. uh, the, you know the the Kevin versus Kevin storyline. Uh, well, the you know the two Kevins. Oh yeah, yeah, from trophy last week. Kevins, yeah, 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 trophy Kevin. Um, and so we kind of skipped over that, and now we're back to just being friends. Pretty and- much. Yeah, I mean, early on too, it kind of worked out for P two because you remember he decided to trade based on the flip of a coin, and it turns out the person that he traded got injured. So he's like, well, now I'm going to probably start living my life through. The ideology of a flipping of a coin, which for me personally, it never really worked out good. I'm more of a rock, paper, scissors kind of person. Mm-hmm. I kind of do, I kind of base my decisions off of that. I mean, nothing ever really beats rock, but, to be honest with you. Yeah, but how do you do it if it's just, it just has to be you? What do you mean? Like, uh. Like, when you have a decision, like, oh, should I go drinking tonight with my friends or should I stay home? Who do you rock, paper, scissors shoot with? I go drinking. There's no question about that one. What is there to decide, to be honest with you? Look, come on, let's be real. Come and on, George Phil. shows up, and he's in West Hollywood at a... And I'm the only one. That's right. And I'm the only one. Um, but speaking of Andre, we are talking about Andre in the beginning, where he mentioned it early on in the episode where uh, the parking in his place kind of a little getting fixed up. I guess you can say his exact words were, his undercarriage is getting abused. And so... 
they want and his tailpipe as well. Yeah, and of course, typical Andre, you know, actually talking about that, but referring, uh, mentioning it in kind of sexual, homosexual ways, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. And of course, I like Taco at the end, just kind of saying like, "Yeah, pretty much, yeah." You, you I got what he said, but something in, in terms of like go, actually going there, as opposed to yeah. everyone else, they just keep talking about the metaphors. Yeah, because taco, Taco's not one for sugar coating. Exactly. Exactly, but uh, Andre ends up finding a parking spot in front of a Korean church. Yeah, are you familiar with Korean churches? I, I've never been to a Korean church. Have you been to a Korean church? I, I've only seen them in movies, especially, uh, I forget which, 21 Jump Street or 22 okay, Jump Street. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and then now this, so my, my frame of reference is not too deep. I wonder how accurate that is, too. I mean, they, they have to base it on some form of real-life situation. I'm, I'm sure somebody from that show, one of the writers, had to have done research. Um, it does look like fun, though. I mean, you know, people get upset at stereotypes in many in many ways, but I also say like they're stereotype for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't mean like 100% of the time it's true, but there's a reason. Yeah, so Andre ends up joining, I guess you can say the congregation, and he runs into a old, I guess familiar face from previous episode of the league, Lane. That's right. So a lot of people remember Also Lane. in Silicon Valley. Guy's hilarious. I, remember, yeah, I think somebody mentioned that he was. I mean, I don't watch Silicon Valley, but I do know that somebody was like, "Oh, that's the guy from Silicon Valley." How's that show? That show's phenomenal really? too. Is there an afterbus for that show? Of course, darn there's. right, absolutely. What's great is that they don't cross over. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, that's in the winter. This is in the fall, so we're good. Oh, that's brilliant. So we see Lane, and of course, he's apparently part of the Korean congregation as well, which is again also weird. I mean, obviously, we know Andre's intentions. Uh, but I guess he mentioned that Korean Jesus is a, is more forgiving than regular Jesus. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Jesus. Those are his words, not mine. I don't know. I mean, the whole the the whole point of Jesus is that he he died for your sins. Mm-hmm. So that to me is the ultimate forgiveness. I agree. Unless there's other people dying for your sins in a sacrilegious manner. I, I think that's the ultimate sacrifice. I do like when the in the scene where they were at the church and they were both Andre and Lane were just kind of just arms up. I mean, I think even Lane mentioned that whenever he needs to sing along and doesn't know the words, he just hums "True Colors" by Cyndi Lauper, which my personal one of my personal favorite Cyndi Lauper songs. Yeah, so I try it. Come do it, do it up. There you go. Come on, everybody out there. Hashtag Cyndi Lauper, True Colors. No, okay. this is just me. No, no, no. It's just me that bumps the Cindy Lauper's greatest hits on the way home. No, no, we're, we're with you. All right, yeah, Cindy Lauper, shout out WrestleMania one. She was there. Shout out to my wrestling fans. Uh, so we'll kind of end. Uh, we'll kind of go back to that storyline because it kind of referenced it toward the end of uh, you know. Obviously, no stranger to the league is a lot of these storylines end up intermixing with each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, you mentioned it earlier about Kevin. Yes. So Kevin uh, apparently likes to have sex with his wife while she's asleep. Now, normally, might sound a little disturbing, but I guess they're married, so it's okay. Is that 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 was Kevin's excuse? So I'm kind of curious what other people think. Well, I think in general, this is the part where a woman to be perfect ass, to be honest with you. But <laughs> pretty nice girl, them all way. Yeah. So, and this is where a terrible joke. <laughs> but here's the thing. I mean, uh, you know, I feel like in other instances people do it to wake a person up Mm -hmm. and at a certain point i don't know maybe you should just give up 
Or hey, I don't know if you're like. I mean, I've personally never done it. Uh, I mean, honestly, but if I were to do it, it would be with my significant other or slash wife, future significant other or slash wife. I know we were talking about earlier before we started the show, uh, but I mean, apparently she wasn't even asleep though. See, you know <laughs> what? I'm much more of a morning guy, so like I'll wake up in the morning. And yeah. I'll be like, oh, hey. And then you just get thoughts. And, I, I, I'm with you. Yeah, and then eventually they, but but the whole idea is like, at any sudden movement of like you just kind of shifting over, yeah. they wake up and and they're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> but yeah, apparently Jenny wasn't asleep. But Kevin got a little disturbed because he's thinking, "I'm doing whatever he's doing," and she doesn't wake up. I mean, she's she's awake, but she doesn't like open her eyes. She just lays there. So but it's she's moaning. Like, She's apparently, yeah, moaning. <laughs> um, but Kevin kind of looks at it as, like, is she bored? I need to spice it up. And Taco kind of uh, mentioned an incest threesome, which was kind of a little disturbing to hear. Well, he said they would only kiss. Oh, yeah. Oh, only so kiss. I mean, um, but apparently, uh, going back a little bit, Taco apparently is erect when he sleeps because he said that happens to him all the time. I mean, I guess it keeps him from falling over. That's what he says. I don't know. That's a, that's a funny line. I mean, is the, the you know uh, morning wood and things like that. So you can be erect while you yeah, sleep. But he says it's the whole night. So wonder what he dreams about because I'm sure it must be good. Apparently, uh, but yes, Kevin, you know, a little bored. I mean, implying that that Jenny's a little bored. So you know, apparently Taco buys a used sex swing mm-hmm. from Craigslist. And of course, automatically, Kevin's saying no because obviously she, uh, he did mention that it was used, and pretty much it as far as the guys are. I mean, I mean they kind of they kind of uh, talked about it when you know the whole uh, Kevin versus Ruxin in the courtroom as well. So they kind of go back to it. I mean, here's the thing. What's funny, and the fact that they still kind of utilize this part of it is that uh, you know for how many seasons have you know where Jenny's been out of Kevin's league. Mm-hmm. Uh, pun not intended <laughs> and you know that she she is bored and, and last week you know uh she's trophy jenny <laughs> so it's like yeah if you're kevin no matter what you, you have these anxieties and these worries mm-hmm. and it, it i feel like they could always play a little bit more to it yeah. if they want it to especially with kevin's character yeah because he's just so neurotic exactly especially, you know going back to the the yabagoya episode <laughs> Oh god! Yeah. I can, by the way, I can never have Yoshinoya beef bowl, and ever again, ever since I saw that episode, because I'm sure that's what the play is on on Yoshinoya. I could be mm-hmm. wrong. I used to love Yoshinoya beef bowl in high school. It was right next to my high school. It was amazing. But now no more. But now no more. Thank you, the league. Uh, but we kind of mentioned again, Ruxin versus Kevin. As far as first off in the courtroom, because Ruxin is representing this this slumlord, mm-hmm. and of course Kevin's you know prosecuting him. Um, so they kind of talked about it in it, but of course they kind of talked about, about also beating the, the, the coin mm-hmm. apparently cause coin keeps eating everyone. So they try to team up on them and Ruxin, of course, who traded for Marcus Mariota got hurt. So now he needs a quarterback. Kevin apparently has Drew Brees and Philip Rivers. So they kind of start the magical C word collude, which is kind of a word that gets thrown around a lot in the show. And anybody who knows fantasy football knows about collusion. I mean, to me, that's just, I don't know. It's no different than Survivor Mm -hmm. or any of those shows. It's just like, it's just strategy. I mean, as an avid uh, fantasy football-er, I guess you can say, Mm -hmm. I think there's nothing wrong with colluding. All's fair in love and fantasy football. 
You know? Because at the end of the day, no matter what happens, someone's going to vie for that top spot. Exactly. And so, regardless of... It's just this. I mean, if I can trade rip somebody, then why why am I not going to do so? No. If I can make somebody the victim, then, you know, I end up winning, and that's all that matters to me, to be honest with you. There you go. That's, that's what fantasy it. football is. That, it is what it's all about. Um, so, yeah, they collude with each other as far as um, Ruxin getting one of the quarterbacks because he's got the priority in the braver wire. Um, but in the meantime, again, they, they're, they're having they're kind of going back and forth with it. And the judge finds out about this collusion. Christopher McDonald, he's a nice guy. I see. I was starting to think of his name. I just called him Shooter McAvin because first, the first thing I saw was like, "Oh, look, it's Shooter McAvin." Anybody who watches Happy Gilmore knows exactly what what I meant by Shooter mm-hmm. McAvin. Obviously, you chuckled, so you know as well. I know Shooter. <laughs> um, I know he's in other stuff, but obviously, I remember him for from Happy Gilmore. Yeah, that that, that role will forever live on with him. As and it he should. Was, he was he was in Boardwalk Empire. He was in so many different things. But Happy Gilmore, Shooter <laughs> McAvin. Um, so I liked, I liked, I did like the interplay with with Christopher McDonald, Brooks, and, and Kevin. As far as you know, first they're accusing them of colluding in the courtroom, but no, it turns out they're colluding in fantasy football, which is still a big no no to him. Mm-hmm. You know, if you collude in if you collude in the fantasy football, who's to say you're not going to collude eventually in the courtroom? Which I disagree with, but you know, that's why I'm not on the show. But um, I did like the whole. The judge, you know, making, you know, Kevin and Ruxin, this is my only problem, Kevin and Ruxin promised to not collude in fantasy football, and mm-hmm. Ruxin wouldn't just flat out say, oh, I promise not to collude in the courtroom. Well, and, and, you know, promise not to collude, you know, and just kind of fantasy football in the courtroom. Like, no, no, no. But my thing was like, Ruxin's a phenomenal liar. Like, why wouldn't he just say he's not going to do it and then not do it? Because uh, you can't do that with the judge. Well, I mean, that's true. I mean, is he under oath in that specific situation? I mean, it's one of those things that I, I guess that – I mean, this goes into his professional life, yeah. his his livelihood. No livelihood, no fantasy that's football. That's true. That's very true. Uh, I kind of like when he was like, you know, I promise that I won't uh, – in fantasy football, I won't collude. Collude. You know, won't flat out say collude. Yeah. So I kind of like that, uh, and then you kind of make fun of this Roe versus Wade Phillips. Uh, I thought that was kind of a weak name as well. I know, I know, in my league, and I'm kind of curious what everybody else's uh, fantasy league names are. Is we try to mix a football reference with like either like an '80s theme or the next year the '90s theme. So my first league, my first year, and it was, and now call me crazy. It was boom, boom, chicka, chicka. Okay. Okay, but, okay I, I get yeah. But I mean, the the first the first year we didn't intermix football for whatever reason. But the next year, it was uh, Revis and Butthead do America. Obviously, oh. Darrell Revis and Beavis and Butthead. And now this year, it's uh, Bend It Like Beckham. Obviously, it can go both ways. So I try to be creative with it. Other people are more creative than me. Obviously, uh, one one guy was one point twenty one JJ Watts, which I thought was my favorite. So kudos to my friend Jaime who thought of that name. Um, but yeah, so going on to what they were and talking about in the court in the courtroom. Now, Ruxin and Kevin end up not colluding because of Kevin's promise to the judge, and Ruxin is not happy about that. And no. he even brings up Kevin's sex sleep sex capade in the courtroom. Yeah, and this is just where it all goes to hell. <laughs> I mean, I, I I dug it. I don't know about you, but I dug it. I kind of like them bringing up their personal lives in a non personal situation. 
I mean, here's here's the thing. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed this scene a lot, and I thought it was very funny. Mm-hmm. But what was missing was the element of, of cringing. Because the way they've done it, and perhaps it was because we were we were already um, exposed to the the judge, mm-hmm. right, Christopher McDonald. But he's already kind of put up with their their shenanigans and mm-hmm. accepted it. Um, it would have been funny to see, you know, if there's that anxiety of how is the judge going to take this? Yeah. Because if this was in a normal courtroom, they'd be arrested <laughs> on the spot. Probably, yeah. So. You know, and that, that that that's where the real comedy of it all happens. Where it's like, you, you, you know, it's it's too good to turn away yeah. type thing. And we did have an NFL football player cameo of Golden Tate. Rex in reference earlier on, early on in the episode about him slapping Golden Tate for, you know, I, I think uh, end up be, you know lo- beating Rux in. So Taco brings Golden Tate. I'm sure he's a member of the EBDB. B&B or EBDB Prime, which obviously Taco references, references in every episode. And it's I like the fact that they were kind of like, as opposed to obviously the norm, their normal people being fantasy football players, they were like the work fantasy. So Golden Tate being on Ruxin. And, I like work fantasy. Yeah, I liked it too. Like, oh, that's a point. Oh, cool. That's one of me. It's like, oh, I don't want to win like this, but I'll take it. So I kind of dug that thing too. What do you think won? <laughs> I think Ruxin won. Yeah, I'll give it to Ruxin just for the whole like you know Kevin like you know if he's going to do this to his wife, who's to say he's not going to do it to someone else? You know, he kind of he kind of went there, uh, but I did like Kevin's kind of like, hey, by the way, Judge, he totally hated on your name. So I think the whole personal thing as opposed to attacking the judge was maybe one up for me. Okay, what do you think, one? Well, number one, I'm surprised that. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised how the sides were picked. I, I never would expect them to pick Ruxin. Yeah. Right? Especially, he's the, Ruxin's the one who wants to punch him in the Pretty face. Much. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that, that to me was kind of ironic and funny. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think the fact that Kevin was more whiny, mm-hmm. I, I would give it to Ruxin, too. Yeah. So, score one for Ruxin on Team Ruxin. Uh, and then we kind of wrap up the episode with Andre, of course, not showing up to a korean church event and then promising to i guess patch up the roof mm-hmm. and then so when he sees a sex swing he looks at it as a harness so he can you know be able to f- make sure he's safe and everything so as he's fixing up fixing up the roof he falls he falls on the cross which some may think it's sacrilegious but of course on the league practically nothing's off limits no. um you know and walks the korean priest and then in walks Lane, which I thought was one of the best lines, is the whole like, "Hey, what are you what are you doing with my old sex swing?" Which obviously triggers, you know. Now we know who used it. So based on Lane's previous episodes, we know that he pretty much will do anything. Absolutely. So uh, good old the league. So overall, I did like this episode. Uh, you know, it was it wasn't the greatest one, but I would say it's um, it's it's above average. I mean, you can definitely tell on on episodes where when Ruxin isn't there, like there's just something missing. We've seen yeah. great up good episodes without Ruxin, but you can always tell there's just something lacking, something missing, and definitely you can tell Nick Crow who plays Ruxin definitely fills whatever void is there. Yeah, and I I think the best episodes are when they all fire on all cylinders when when every single one of them is really involved and. Uh, so I say that, you know, Jenny, while she was referenced and she was, you know, part mm-hmm. of a heavy storyline, she didn't have as many jokes in there yeah. either. And I think especially with her and Ruxin, there's just such a fastness to the, the comedy. I agree. 
that um, and again it just depends what you like because you know tacos are so out there mm-hmm. Kevin he, he's just the shy nervous humor uh, Pete I, I don't know how to describe his comedy and all of this he's more of the straight man yeah and then Andre's, you know, you're Andre's laughing. Andre. <laughs> you're just laughing at him, Pretty not much. with him. Yeah. So, um, so each of them, and, and Ruxin's that sarcasm, and, and Jenny, uh, the fact that she's more of a guy than any of the guys. Yeah, but still very feminine. Just kind of like the best of both worlds, if anything. She's got yeah. the beauty and also the the wit. Yeah. So yeah, great episode this week here on uh, AfterBuzz TV on the After Show Network. We will course we'll see you next week hopefully we have more uh females because we know that you know no no music okay uh either way <laughs> either you, way you sound like dr strange love uh, huh? 10 females ten to females. every I, I was trying to the music yeah in a perfect world absolutely um but i know we can find you always on you know here on after buzz you know where else can we find you at um public morals is in, it's south park i do south park so if you love comedy that uh you know join that train the thing uh, I like about South Park and the League is they're both not afraid to go there. Oh, they go. They go there. I mean, they Bill cosby it tonight. Oh, they did They did have a Bill Cosby <laughs> reference where, yeah, that, that, that was a good line, too, where they said, well, at least Bill Cosby bought them a drink. And I was just kind of like, oh, you guys went there, but it's still funny. I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> but either way. I mean, you can, if you don't like it, don't watch it. Exactly. But you can also follow me on my road to 400 Twitter followers. I've been out there for like a few months, to be honest with you. So I feel like I need to knock on 400 doors sometime soon. So you can follow me at G Hermosa. G-H-E-R... I can't even spell. G-H-E-R, That's why people can't follow you. That's right. Well, it should be right there. G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A on Twitter, on Instagram. We can chit-chat. Yeah, follow him. Please. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.